You're tuned in to season two of the Britney Smith podcast. This season, we're talking about all things branding and business building for the female entrepreneur. We've got experts on everything from Facebook groups to trademarking. You're going to want to take notes. So sis, get your beverage, your pen, and your Britney Smith podcast notebook and take some notes because it's about to go down. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Brittany Smith Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you all. And we are going to have a good time today because I have a friend of mine on the show with me today. And the funny thing is, fun fact, she was actually my mom's friend first. I kind of just hijacked her. (laughs) And we have uh, developed a friendship over time. Um, She is the owner of Lizzie's Love Cakes, where they make these delicious pound cake, seven up cake with a little flair and a little love. She's got flavors going on. I had the chocolate one with some vanilla ice cream. Okay. So she's got Lizzie's love cakes over here. Then on this side, her and her husband just recently started a creative agency called Burnett Creative Group, um, where they can help you with all things creative in your business or ministry. Um, And so they started that. That's that's business number two. And then she also has the Hey Girl Conference, which you had your first one this year, correct? Yes. Yes, she had her first one this year. It was phenomenal. She was looking beautiful. She came on, y'all, she came on the Zoom and I was like, oh, I did not know. And she literally made you want to say, hey girl, like that's, that was what her parents said. Um, but really to empower women, empower girls um, to be their beautiful, full selves. And, you know, each of the women talked about different areas of being a woman and different things that they've gone through. It was just a beautiful situation. Uh, And so she is a woman of vision. She's also a mama. She's also a wife. I'm going to say wife. (laughs) She's also a wife. Um, And so she's wearing many, many hats. And today we are going to talk about um, what it is like or what it has been like to be a mom, be a wife, have all these different hats and still have the desire, still have the calling to start businesses in the midst of all of that. Um, I don't know about you all, but that's a lot. But what encourages me and hopefully encourages you is the fact that she's doing it. And if she's doing it, that means that you can do it. Okay. I'm trying to do it. We all trying to do it. But she is one of the many women that are showing us that it's possible. So Cassandra, I didn't even tell you her name. We have Cassandra Burnett on the show today. Hey, Cassandra, welcome to the show. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I am just so immensely grateful for you um expressing love and extending your platform to me i am just humbled so thank you so much Brittany smith Ooh, you're welcome cassandra you're welcome you're welcome um so no and i want to thank you for being here again because you're a woman with many hats right and so our schedules are like our, our, next to the bible our schedules are like the next sacred thing like okay if it's not on there it's not happening um so i want to Thank you for making time for us. Um, So today, well, not today, right now, I want to get started with your explanation of who you are and what you do, and then kind of give us some backstory. How did you arrive to this point in your life right here? Yeah, so um, you talked about it a little bit. I am a wife. Uh, I'll be married 15 years in April of next year. 
I am a mother of two phenomenally just beautiful, loving, smart, um, capable young girls, 12-year-old Bella and 7-year-old Lila. Um, you talked about the businesses that I have. I'm also uh, an attorney by day. So I supervise attorneys. I've been doing that for about 12 years. As an attorney, I've been a supervisor, uh, you know, a little bit over a year. I'm also an adjunct professor at uh, Camden County College. So I've been doing that since September of 2013. I'm a Girl Scout mom. Uh, <laughs> I'm a track mom. <laughs> you know, so there are several different hats that I wear. And, you know, I'm 41 now. Um, and I will tell you that the last year of my life, that 40th year, it was a year of new beginnings. So we've all been through this pandemic. Um, I will tell you that the pandemic was really a blessing for me because it allowed me to have new beginnings in the midst of the most uncertain time that I have ever experienced in my life and my family's life, just from a world perspective, um, and a time where I was forced to sit still. So a new beginning came out of that. It was almost like um, I went through a metamorphosis. Uh, my seven-year-old would say I was like a a caterpillar that went into a chrysalis. We learned about chrysalis. Um, and, and I feel like I really have blossomed. I have grown. Um, you know, it was almost like before the pandemic. You ever are in a place where each step you take is like, ouch. Like every step is like, ouch, ouch. And I really wanted to step with authority. And I didn't realize that I wanted to step with authority. I wanted to be that woman that tilted the room when you walk into the room, like, oh, she's here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was stepping with ouch. And so it was a process for me to get to that place where I'm stepping with authority. Um, and it's just so interesting. I have a 12 year old. So she um, recently uh, was introduced to the Hunger Games. And I just thought that was a fantastic metaphor for what I had been through. I literally was in the Hunger Games for my life and didn't realize it. So the premise of the Hunger Games is that you have to be the sole survivor. At the end of the day, you need to be the sole survivor and you um, go through paces and you, you know, may kill someone to be the sole survivor. But it was almost like I was self-sabotaging myself. You know, every turn, every corner, here's Cassandra doubting herself. Oh, here's Cassandra, um, you know, not listening to the desires of her heart. Oh, 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 here's Cassandra not thinking she can do it. Um, so yeah, so I was really, I was literally in the hunger games of my life. I was, I was Katniss. I wasn't because I was Katniss, Brittany. That is, that is an intense metaphor. Um, because if you have seen the hunger games, um, first of all, and this is so good because you have to be chosen to even be called into the games. Mm -hmm. And not only are you chosen, but you're fighting on behalf of your whole entire people yes. behind you. Yes. How, how deep is that? Like that'll preach, okay? That'll preach. You're not just fighting for your own life, but yes. you're fighting for all the people in your camp, the people assigned to you, the people in your tribe, right? Um, so first of all, that'll preach. Second of all, <laughs> I think we can all identify with that innate desire to walk in our authority. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about that. What does that mean to walk in your authority? Yeah, so for me, um, the first word that comes to me is, is confidence. 
is perseverance because everything is not going to be easy. So you can get easily distracted, deterred. Um, and for me, it was listening to that voice inside of me, listening to God, following those nudges, those pushes, because I can tell you, I think we are kindred spirits in a way, um, in many ways, quite frankly, but in this specific way. When I tell you, Brittany, I have ideas upon ideas, through ideas, on top of ideas, around ideas, under ideas. Uh, you know, I got ideas, bridges, uh, dams, uh, it overflowing with ideas. My ideas speak in different languages. I have French ideas, they're like bonjour. I got Spanish ideas, hola. Like I have <laughs> ideas on ideas on ideas. Yes, yes. But here's the thing with me and those ideas, Brittany. They get me stagnant. They used to get me stuck because they were so plentiful, bountiful. Yeah. And that perfectionism, that, that is Yeah. Because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. You right. know, no stone is going to be unturned. No T is going to be uncrossed. But then it held me hostage. And yeah. those ouch steps that I was having was self-inflicted, okay? Those self-inflicted yes. out steps, right? So yes. for me, in order to get to that walk in an authority, it was a metamorphosis, it was a process. For me, I think it was really three areas that I really had to work through. But I just wanted to stop here. Like, <laughs> those ideas are good. We just have to harness them. We have to listen to them. We have to pace ourselves. I call it my grace pace. Giving like myself it. grace as I pace myself in my life. It's okay to be creative. <laughs> I mean, that's a gift that I have. Embrace it. Don't run away from it. Don't become stagnant and paralyzed by the sheer genius of the ideas that you have. Absolutely. So, okay, so uh, I know you asked me, how did I begin to walk in authority? So for me, my first lady, Lady V, she would call it stinking thinking, okay? So I had to grapple with the stinking thinking that I was engaging in, in my life. And for me, stinking thinking was almost like those cliches that I feel as though I weaponized. So one of the cliches, I'm not doing half bad. Have a whole life. You don't hear the phrase, I'm living my half bad life. It's I'm living my best life. I want to live a whole life. But for me, it was like, oh, I'm not living half bad. So I, I'm doing all right. I got a husband. I got some kids. I have a mortgage. I got car note. I'm not living half bad. But again, what about the whole? I want to step in with authority. I want to step halfway into the room. I don't want to halfway tilt the room. I want the whole room to tilt towards me. Um, and I also think I weaponized some of those cliches. One of the cliches uh, that I think I weaponized was, you know, that, that, that phrase, I don't look like what I've been through. I just want to let that breathe. I don't look like what I've been through. I almost use that as a badge of honor. But we have been through stuff. Okay. And you think you don't look like it, but you do like it shows. So I had to get rid of those cliches that I had weaponized that stinking thinking about living a half bad life. I wanted to live a whole great life. Um, so that was kind of the first step for me. If there was some steps on 
stepping with authority was to really kind of do away with that stinking thinking. So absolutely. First of all, yes, yes. And yes. And more yes. Uh, but secondly, so just to, just to break it down for those who are listening, because I, mean, I, I feel like somebody's listening right now and they don't know that they have authority. They don't, even, they don't even know that they have authority, right? And so let's let's break down the fact that one, if you are alive and breathing, you have gifts, you have talents, you have purpose. And it is those things that you operate in. When you operate in them, you, you are literally embody, embodying the authority that you have because nobody can do those things like you do those things, mm-hmm. right? And so you alluded to it. When I'm walking in or stepping in my authority, I'm confident. I'm not worried about the person on the left or right of me. I'm not com- comparing myself to the next brand designer. I'm not comparing myself to the next podcast. I'm not comparing myself to the next mom or the next wife. I am enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I am looking for people to bless along the way because I'm so, I'm so secure in where I am. I'm not worried about myself. I'm yeah. good. Like I'm good. So now I can, I can help you because I know I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So stepping in your authority, walking in your authority is not just being confident and just that's it. It is being confident with the intention of blessing other people along the way as you walk in your purpose. Amen. Right. Um, so so that's a beautiful thing. And I love the fact that you are are sharing that it's a journey that many of us, we might be born ready to walk in that authority, but then life happens society happens and something happens and we kind of like go like this and we, we kind of curl into a little ball or, or go into a little that shell. Um, and, and we allow the world to shape our view of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like we all, all women have to go through this refining of themselves yes. <laughs> as you know, after the 20 somethings are over and you start to get into the thirties and forties, you have to like kind of refine yourself, replant yourself in your truth and then move forward from there. Um, so kudos to you for one, recognizing that you have reached this place. Um, and then two, being courageous enough to go after it, right? Because I can see something in the distance, like, oh, that's for me. I'm supposed to be that. But it's a whole nother story when you start putting one foot in front of the other to yeah. go after that thing. Because obstacles come children, not that children are obstacle, but just different things come and you have to navigate. You have to bob and weave like the hunger games. Yeah. Like the hunger games. Like you, you have to strategize. You have to take weapons with you. You have to survive, right? You have to form, form ally alliances. (laughs) You have to identify your enemies and and learn how they like, it's, it's a whole thing. This, this, this life that we're living. Um, So you paint a, a really nice picture of the fact that one, it's a journey and two is something that you had to arrive to. And then three, you had to make the decision. You had to make the decision to go after it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, as a part of making that decision, I had to get real. So for me, what I mean by getting real, um, Maya Angelou has a, a famous quote that has been restated multiple times when people show you who they are, believe them. For me, how I apply that to my life is when God shows you who you are, believe him, believe him. Whether it is you got to get real with yourself about how hurt you are and how you need to heal from that hurt 
or if it is you are fearfully and wonderfully made and just go after it. Know that you cannot fail. He will not let you fail. He's never lost a battle. Getting entrenched in that, rooted in that. What, whatever it is, you have to get real about your circumstances. And the realest that I have been in my adult life was when I had my mini stroke. So I was 34 years old and had a mini stroke, which is a precursor to a full-blown stroke at 34 years old. There were several events events that led up to that. Um, I lost both of my parents, what I would describe as unexpectedly. So my mother passed away in 2012 in September. My father passed away almost two years to the day that my mother passed away in September of 2014. Um, between that, I got pregnant, had a miscarriage. I was over three months, so they had to go in and take my baby. Um, I had taken on the responsibility of taking care of my father and my sister who was 15 years old at the time my mom passed away. And you know, there's a business side of someone passing away. Um, so I had to deal with the estate, had to deal with the assets, the taxes. I'm the attorney in the family, so I dealt with it all. Um, so it was a lot on me. And again, I was in the Hunger Games for my life and not even realizing, not even realizing it. And so then one day I was in court, we took a lunch break and I stopped talking. Literally, the woman who has an effervescent personality, who's always talking, always performing, always the life of the party, stopped talking. And the people that I was eating with, they thought I was joking around. So they're like, okay, come on, Cassandra. Literally, I could understand everything that was going on. I just could not interact with the world. So the person who is in control, who has the perfectionism in her, I had lost all control. Wow. Shut down for about an hour and just could not speak. So after, after that, I had to get real with the grief of losing my parents, the mm -hmm. grief of losing the baby that I thought was going to bring happiness to the family after losing my mother, um, the frustrations and the unfulfilledness that I had with my job, um, mm. the responsibilities oh, with the estate, with being a wife, with being a mother. I had to get real that that was too much. It was too much for the woman that can do it all. And that can do it all with excellence. It was too much. So I had to get real with myself. And I started to delegate. I was like, okay, hubby, you, you need to do this. Started to delegate. Um, I started to deal with, and it was a process. I'm not even going to tell you guys that it was smooth, that it was perfect, that it was quick. I had to deal with the loss of my parents in a real type of way instead of when I cry in the shower. I don't know, it was something about the shower, the steam. It was my safe place to cry. So I had to be real about it and face those things that I needed to heal from. So for me, that was very helpful in this journey to these new beginnings in my 40th year of life. I had to get real with myself. Wow. First of all, wow. Um, thank you for sharing that. With us, um, I, I definitely know that whenever we share, um, it's for someone else and someone else is, is definitely getting free right now um, because here you are, you know, after all of that, like every time you mentioned another thing, it was like, huh, huh, what? 
because you do not look like what you've been through. You know, you don't sound like what you've been through. Like I would have never known if you never would have never shared that. Um, so it's a testament to the fact that you won the game. You, <laughs> you, you won the Hunger Games. You won that season of your life. Um, and, and it's also a testament to, you said the word delegate. It reminds us that we cannot do everything. Just like you were, you were, you know, uh, rebuking me before this <laughs> <laughs> we cannot carry everything. We might be able to do a lot, but whether even if you're getting it done on the outside, it's taking a toll on us on the inside. Absolutely. You know, and and those things that those um some of those health things, they go undetected. You know, this past Sunday, um pastor said something and I like jumped up really fast and like cheered and literally I got dizzy and Felt like I was getting ready to pass out, and then I like, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, thank you, Lord, that I played it off because I didn't want to be the one to go down in the midst of service. But it scared me because I'm like, what the heck was that? You know. And so it, it it forces you to take a look at, okay, am I eating right? Am I taking care of my my physical body? Am I doing too much? Do I need to make arrangements so that I can have a mental break every week? you know, and, you know, a a space for myself each week. Um, Do I need to go to the doctor? Because I haven't been, you know, I mean, I've been because it's been (laughs) been a rocky summer. But, you know, it it made me start to ask those questions. Um, And I think it's important for us as women, especially those of us who are carrying a lot and dealing with a lot to really assess, like take assessment of yourself every month, like a real inventory. Am I okay today? And what does that mean? Like you said, we'll put a Band-Aid on it and cry in the shower and say, whew, that was sure was a good cry. I'm all right. No, boo-boo, go to therapy, okay? Mm-hmm. There are people who will therapize you around <laughs> that particular situation to help you process. Yeah. Therapy does not mean that you're crazy. No, it doesn't. Therapy means you need help processing a difficult situation so that you don't internalize it and then self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So again, I thank you for sharing that. And it it, it sheds light on the fact that we as women, we're incredible. (laughs) We are phenomenal beings. We're phenomenal creatures and we can take on a lot, but let the, a lot that you take on be by choice. Mm -hmm. Let the, a lot that you take on be by God's design. You know, some of the stuff we'll pick it up like, Oh, this looks, this, this looks like I can handle it and we'll carry it. Like, oh, this looks like I can handle it. And we'll get, hey, you, give me that big old thing you got. I'll carry it. And we'll just like, we'll go down the street and pick up other people's stuff. Yep. And God is like, that was not for you to carry. That was <laughs> never for you to carry. Okay. So now we walking around all hurt and broke up, you know, falling apart because we're carrying things that we're not supposed to. Yeah. You know, and I, and I also say sometimes too to people, my husband specifically, it's like, it's not necessarily what you're carrying all the time. Sometimes it's how you're carrying it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe I am carrying my family right now through the loss and through, you know, the 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 shifting of the family paradigm and, and all of that. Maybe I am carrying the family, but how I do it matters. Am I going to be available at 3 a.m. to hear you gossip about cousin so-and-so? Nah. Nah, I'm not. Am I going to take your, your emergency call because you can't pay your light bill while I'm out on a date with my husband? 
nah, I'm not. You know, you can sit in the dark for another <laughs> hour or two because I know you got the money. You could do it, but you just calling me because I got the money, right? Like we all have those family like things that are you the oldest? You're not the oldest. You're you no, the- I am it's so interesting because I am the baby of my biological siblings. And right. then I have two younger adopted sisters. So I'm like a middle child. Yeah. You know, I was a baby for a little bit, but now I'm the middle child. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, a lot of times that stuff falls on the oldest, mm-hmm. you know? So you definitely have a unique situation where it kind of fell on you and you're like in the middle, yes. <laughs> in the yes. middle of the sandwich, you know? Um, so, so yeah, you know, it's, but it's, you know, Brittany, you made a, you use an interesting word. You said choice. And so for me, as I'm doing an inventory of kind of how I got to this place of stepping with authority, instead of doing those ouch steppings and being the sole survivor in the hunger games of my life, it was, I chose to do it a different way, or Mm -hmm. I chose to do it another way. And choice is so huge because it was a choice that got you in the situation. You could mm-hmm. have another choice to get you out of the situation. There you go. It is so interesting because last night we have a woman's group at my church and we talked about cho- choice. Sister Tishan brought up the subject of choice and it was out of Deuteronomy 30 and 19. And I just want to just talk, just read that scripture because for me and for all of us in that group, this is the answer. This is the key. This is the rubric, you know, of this thing called life. So Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. How relevant is that to what we're talking about today? So number one, I'm choosing life. I'm, and it's not just life in the physical sense. I'm choosing to live with the open heart. I'm choosing to live with an open mind. I am choosing to listen to those nudges from God, to follow those desires of my heart, to create those businesses, to do those conferences, to create that creative group. I am choosing life. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, I wasn't doing that five years ago. I wasn't doing that 10 years ago. And we talk about how those choices have ripple effects or there is a cause and effect for our descendants and you were talking about that earlier what i'm doing now is setting up my 12 year old daughter bella setting up my seven year old daughter lila to pick up the torch and run with it and it will impact them the choices that i make today so i'm choosing life i'm following the answer key that god has already given us it's there we get in there and i call it we overwork the dough We beat the egg whites until they fall into a soupy mess. That's what we do. But if we actually just listen to it and follow the playbook, it is there and choose life. So for me, that is what I did. I feel like I I have done that in my 40th year and I'm continuing to do that. It's work. For whatever reason, we as humans, we make it work. It's simple. We got the rubric. We got the key. We got it. But we want to muck it up. (laughs) We want to make it more challenging than it needs to be. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's really, um, I was listening actually to a message, I think it was today, earlier today. And he was talking about how the Bible is our general guide, 
you know, for our lives. Like if you want to know what to do or you want to, you know, what, what would Jesus do? Like the general guide for what we need to do in and with our lives. He's like, but if you want specific details, you need the Holy spirit. He was like, if you want specific, like what job should I take? The Bible says you should work so that you can eat. But if you want to know what job I should take, that's the Holy spirit. If you want to need, the Bible says you should marry, you know, so that you don't burn with passion, like marriage is good. But if you want to know who to marry, that's the Holy Spirit, right? And so what you're really referencing to me is the layers of relationship with God to help us navigate the Hunger Games. Like, I feel like I'm thinking of, you know, if I'm thinking of the movie, like if Katniss had the Holy Ghost, like <laughs> the, movie, the, the, the movie would be short. Because he would have just said, go here, do that, shoot this, bam, 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 and you done. You know what I'm saying? But the series illustrates our lives without the Holy Ghost. Now we have to come go on, through. Come on, Brittany. We, we make things all complicated, like you said. We partnering up with the wrong people, falling in love with the wrong ones. You know, like, so it's, it's a great illustration still. Like, <laughs> how we live our lives. OMG. Um, but no, I, I love that tying it back to the power of choice, you know, um, again, you chose to be a mom, you chose to be a wife, you chose to be an attorney, um, you chose and I, loosely, I don't know what the family dynamic was, but you chose to take on your father when your mother passed away, you chose to take on the sisters, right? You made these choices. And so again, not that they're wrong but how are you going to manage them? There, there is a right way to manage them because I believe if it wasn't the will of God, he wouldn't have allowed it to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, and then from, from that, from those choices, you learned a lot from those choices. You got stronger from those choices. You formed some, some bonds with some people that you may not have formed otherwise yeah. through those, through those choices, you got closer with your husband because he had to go through that with you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell let me tell you something. One of the things I learned going through the summer that I had and the challenges that we had, you better get you the right one. Okay. <laughs> you better have the right one walking with you through life. Because yes. when the challenges come, they have choices too. And yes. <laughs> they could have chose to be like, this ain't my fight. I'm out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so even just that choice alone, choosing to marry who you marry. Yes, and you need like, to have a, a, a partner that you can do that Viola Davis ugly, ugly cry with. You need that partner that's going to be able to give you the look and you like, all right, let me stop. Let, let me back yeah. let, let, let me settle down. You need yeah. to have that partner, for lack of a better phrase, that's going to hold you accountable or check you when you are doing too much, or as the young people say, teen too much, mom, you can't do 15 things at one time. Cassandra, you're doing too much. You need to have, I call my husband my rock. He really is. He is the foundation from which I am most secure, most stable. And honestly, it's a freedom that I get from having that rock and foundation in my partner in life. It's a freedom yeah. that I get to ch- make those choices to live a bigger, fulfilled life. Absolutely. And it's it's important that um, they are also secure in themselves because um, 
I'm gonna speak for myself. I'm a lot. <laughs> I am a lot with, like you said, with all my ideas, all this personality, all the time. Like it's a lot, you know. And so it's important. Like it's really funny that my husband really is just this steady. He's he's solid. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Well, I'm on I'm on the other end, like. Like I'm doing all of this. And then I went ahead and had two babies who are probably going to be the same. And Sophia's already like, like me, like so y'all pray for Wallace. His name is Wallace. Pray for him. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really important. And you said it very nicely that they are our rocks um, and they kind of, they balance us and level us out so that we don't combust. <laughs> Because we we care hard, we love hard, mm-hmm. we're passionate about everything. Okay. <laughs> so it's an it's imperative that you have someone that can balance you out, that can walk with you, that understands you. One of the things that has blessed me the last couple of months in my marriage is recognizing that my husband sees me mm-hmm. and recognizing that he gets me. Like just just recently, and it, it's like small stuff. I came upstairs today and the bed was made. I was like, thank you, Lord. Like (laughs) it was a big thing for me because he knows I like a neat space and he wasn't always that way. So that lets me know that he's getting it. He's getting me. He's, he's, um, yielding to the things that I like and I need and I desire, and he's doing it intentionally. Um, and so it makes a difference who you're connected to. We say all that to say, y'all, that it matters who you're connected to, that the choice in who you marry is a big one. Okay. I don't know how we ended up there, but that's where we at. <laughs> that's where we are. Um, and somebody needs to hear that. Maybe you don't have a husband and that's okay. This is not, you know, oh, married women stand up, single ladies sit down. No, it's important that your relationships do that for you in your life, that your relationships support healthy choices for you. And when you're not making healthy choices that you have relationships around you that will say, Hey, that's not healthy. Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Hey, let me hold you accountable. Hey, you said you weren't going to eat them Twinkies no more, right? Like you need to have people around you that can walk with you in that way. Because again, coming back to the point, us being these women with these, with these many hats, we cannot do this thing called life alone. Yeah. We yeah. can, even in the hunger games, they formed alliances at some point to, yeah. to, for survival. Now they didn't last the whole movie, but <laughs> no, they didn't. It was necessary. <laughs> it was ne- alliances are necessary. Yes. Yeah. And if I could just put a button on that point, um, it is not just about having a, a spouse or a husband. Yes, I have a circle of friends. I call them sister angel friends. We are women. We love hard. But what I got out of this sister angel circle, because you have to say the full name, the sister angel circle. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds like a network or something. (laughs) It is, it is. Um, (laughs) It is, okay, so we are all these things, Brittany, but we're also vulnerable. We are also fragile at the same time. And you need that space and that group, that connection to expose yourself, to be vulnerable. You need that. You cannot be the strong woman all the time. I need that soft place to land 
whether it is a spouse or your sister angel circle, whatever you call them, you need that soft place so that strong, loud, uh, rambunctious, creative Brittany and Cassandra can just be. You ever just have a moment you just want to be? Like, if you guys can see me right now, like, I just slouched that. I just want to be. I don't want to have the perfect posture. I don't want my lip to be on and my lash to be on the way it needs to be. I just want to be. And in that, I used this word before, it gives you freedom. I feel so free when I can just be. So right. it is just for me, that helped me out in these ventures that I, um, you know, uh, exposed myself to and grew through in the pandemic, it helped me out to know that I have that safe space with my friends, that they're rooting for me. I could be ugly, I could be mean, but I also can be light, loving, warming, all because I can be vulnerable with them. And you need that in your life. So yeah, I just wanted to put a button on that point. Yeah, no, no. And I appreciate you bringing it there. Um, And so I want to speak to the woman who's listening, who feels like she has to be that on person all the time. You have to be that strong person all the time. You have to be, you have to be, period. You know what I'm saying? And um, we are here to let you know that no, you don't. Um, Because you can't be if you're dead. Mm. And what we're saying is, when you are on 24-7 all the time or when you're strong 24-7 all the time, you grow calloused to some things, but then you also wear yourself down internally and emotionally, right? You start to, to grow callous to true love and true friendship. You start to grow callous to true joy um, and you're not able to experience life you know, it's almost like the sun doesn't shine as brightly when you are on all the time. Um, and so I want to challenge you. If you feel like, you know what, that's me. Like I'm always on, I never have a break. You know, I want to challenge you one, I'm going to harp on it as much as I can get a therapist, see somebody, somebody that doesn't expect something back from you, Mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't expect you to be strong. And I'm going to tell you something, if they're the right one, they will see through all of because you'll go there and be like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Some podcast told me to see a therapist, but I'm good, <laughs> you know, and, and they'll be able to see through all that. Why? Because that strength that we, we take it on, it becomes a defense mechanism. You know, you're strong. You only have to be strong right now. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that you're strong and healthy, that you're exuding your strength or utilizing your strength in a healthy way. Um, but no one was created to be on 24 yeah. seven. Um, and so if you don't have that spouse, that relationship, if you don't have that sister angel circle, um, I want to challenge you that, that I'm, I'm going to say this and maybe you disagree. We could talk about it, but if you don't have those solid, uh, I will say just one solid relationship, you need to look internal yeah. because it's not. It's not always, oh, people can't be trusted. Oh, I don't deal with women like that. Or don't nobody like me. Or no, it, no. Sometimes you're alone because of you. Mm-hmm. And either you've pushed people away or you've made yourself inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Both of those are dangerous. <laughs> Both of those are dangerous things or dangerous places to be. So I want you to look at your life. Look at your current situation. Who could you call right now to cry on their shoulder? Or to let your hair down. Now, let's let's say everything's fine. You don't have a reason to cry. 
But who can you call right now to let your hair down in a safe way and just be that slouched, relaxed? Ah, I don't care if I'm not speaking proper English right now because you're not judging <laughs> me. Like that kind of that kind of space. Do you have that? Yeah. Is there somebody? I, I almost envision some of you have a person on the outside of your life knocking, trying to get in. They're trying to get into your space, but you keep pushing them away. You need to let them in. Let them in because we were not created to be alone. It's God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. They're not alone. We were created in their image. So we are not meant to be alone. We need each other. You need a sister angel circle. Yes. And maybe it's just you and one other person. So it's a sister angel line because you're in a circle yet, (laughs) (laughs) but you need somebody. And that's it. <laughs> and that that's is- all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, as you are on this side of the 40th year, what are you looking forward to? Um, what do you have coming up? What can we support you in? Um, Tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> so I have a few things going on. So right now, Lizzie's Love Cakes, you talked about it in the beginning. So it is a Bunt Pound Cake Company. I say it's a love letter to my mother. She was Elizabeth Lizzie. And so everybody was in love with her 7-Up Pound Cake. Uh, so this was actually instrumental in me processing the grief of losing her. Because I call them love cakes. You have to make this cake with love in your heart. If you make it sad, it's going to come out looking sad. (laughs) (laughs) It is a love cake. And so I developed that company as a love letter to her. And it's to her and her sister. So my mom was one of 15. There were two sets of twins and a set of triplets. And so all of the other cakes are named after one of her sisters. So we have the Ruby Love Cake, the Peggy Ann Love Cake, Rhonda Love Cake, Flossie, May and Mina, Fanny and Lula. We have all of these love cakes, the Rhonda Love Cake. So I have that going on, Lizzie's Love Cakes. I'm doing pop-ups. I'm based out of uh, the Northeast, so Jersey and Philly. So go to our website. We're lizzieslovecakes.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. Um, We're going to be running specials throughout the holiday season. Uh, My mom's birthday is coming up on October 3rd, so we're going to have a special to celebrate Lizzie. Uh, And then also uh, we have the Burnett Creative Group. My husband and I, we decided to develop a business and we do designs for businesses, whether it's a new business or a business that wants to like, you know, revitalize their look or revamp their look. We do website design, logos designs. So check us out at burnettcreativegroup.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well. And then also, oh, I so love it. The Hey Girl Women's Conference. This was uh, a pandemic conference that came out. We were all virtual last year. Our theme was I See You. I remember you talking earlier, Brittany, about how your husband was seeing you. And that's really what this conference was about. We had it last June. Um, The theme was I See You. We broke it down into segments of mind, body, and soul. Brittany was a part of it. Her mother was a part of it. Um, And we're coming back in 2022. I'm actually going to be looking for a location tomorrow um, so that we can do it in a hybrid fashion. So we will be back in 2022. It's all about woman empowerment. We talked about things about, you know, going through grief. Good grief was the title of that segment. We talked about 
fireproof in your life. Um, we also talked about breast cancer awareness. So we're going to talk about many things, but it's all focused on women. Um, so those are the things that I have coming up. HeyGirlConference.com. We have a website for that. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. So those are the things that I have going on. I do have some other desires of my heart that I'm working on right now, and I'm just going to do it. I'm just doing it. Like, just do it, Cassandra. <laughs> just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just do it. You got to get it done. So, Cassandra, we want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I know somebody was touched. I know somebody was encouraged and empowered today to go out and win the Hunger Games for their life, being reminded that they are not just fighting for themselves, but for their whole community of their bloodline behind them. Um, Such an incredible picture painted. So, Cassandra, we want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, I know somebody's life was touched. I know that there, I I know that every woman listening resonated with some piece of this conversation because it is just our plight as women to wear multiple hats and to have to live our own lives in the midst of wearing those hats. Um, And so that's really what you described is like you were going through things and you still had to carry all these other things while you were going through your own stuff. Um, So I know that the people were blessed. Um, Make sure you guys go and visit all of her sites. Okay. We've got Lizzie's Love Cakes. We've got Burnett Creative Group. We've got the Hey Girl Conference. Make sure you visit all of those things. Follow her on all on Facebook and Instagram on all these different things. So you can stay up to date with what's going on with Cassandra because she's got a lot and it's all Good. It's all good. Um, So Cassandra, any last remarks before we sign off? Yeah. um, Ladies, we can do it. Um, In those moments where you are not sure of yourself or you're doubting yourself, just remember that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Sometimes I just close my eyes and say that when I'm in the thick of it. Literally, you'll just look at me and I'll have my eyes closed. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just can't lose with him. And you cannot lose. So go ahead and do it. This is our life. This is the one life that we have to live. And we're going to choose life. Um, So I hope that uh, you guys um, take this to heart. And thank you for the opportunity to just share with you. Brittany, thank you for the expression of love. I am Uh, forever internally grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, ladies, you heard it here. You need to get to work on fixing and helping, not fixing, but helping yourself, (laughs) help yourself with all of the different nuggets that were dropped throughout this conversation. We are all a work in progress. We are all getting it right more and more each day. Um, I don't know what year of life you're in as you're listening, but you can make the choice to make your next year your best year in spite of what happens, in spite of what goes on, in spite of tragedy, in spite of loss, in spite of confusion, you can still choose to make it your best year yet. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. I'm Brittany N. Smith, and I'm so glad you joined me. Make sure you meet us back here next Tuesday. Got to say it like that, Tuesday. (laughs) Make sure you meet us back here next Tuesday for another episode of the Britney Smith Podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another business who needs to hear today's show. 
Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Branding and Networking for Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Don't forget to check out those show notes for all of today's important links. And we'll see you next time on the Britney Smith Podcast.